Welcome to Greyhounds Make Great Pets with Rory Garay, TJ Beater, and Kathy Garay. Each week, we talk about the connections between owners and their pets with an emphasis on topics that apply to greyhounds. If you want to hear more about your best friend, stay tuned. Now, here are your hosts. In case you haven't looked at the calendar today, it's Friday! Okay, for those of you listening to the show on demand, I have no idea what day it is. However, either way, get ready for a fabulous show. Our guest is Jim Gartland, Executive Director and Secretary Treasurer of the National Greyhound Association, and we will be discussing the NGA and the current status of greyhound racing in the United States. But first... I'd like to remind you that registration for the Solvang Gathering in picturesque Solvang, California is now open and the event will be held January 9th through 12th, 2020. Discount registration ends November 24th, so hurry up and register before the rates increase. Visit the Solvang Gathering's Facebook page for more info. Sandy Paws, Great Fun in the Suns 2020 dates are March 11th through March 15th, and the event will be held at Villas by the Sea Conference Center on beautiful Jekyll Island, Georgia. It's the perfect place for all of us to celebrate my birthday, and it's the ultimate Greycation destination. And Rory, before you inquire, yes, there is golf on the island. I know. I know. (laughs) Have you been there before? Yes, I have. You have. Okay. Uh, For info and updates, visit the Sandy Paws website. And if your adoption group has an upcoming event that you would like the world of Greyhounds Make Great Pets listeners to know about, send us an email with the full 411. And our email is gmgp3 at yahoo.com. And now I'm going to hand it over to Rory. Well, thank you. I just also, before we bring in TJ and our guest, uh, Jim. You need to pull your mic closer. Oh, I don't feel like it, but I'll do it just for you. <laughs> for Aaron. Yeah, do for, it for Aaron. Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, a couple of weeks ago, we had a guest on the show talking about, for about roughly 30 minutes, the uh, Don Bowles story here in Arizona. And everyone that's involved with greyhounds in Arizona knows all about it. And we had, we had been told for years so many different things of how it was the greyhound people. It was the greyhound industry was terrible, and the the podcast that Richard had promised that the AZ Central would put out they have put out three so far, and I've been paying attention. I've been listening to them. Fascinating story, and so far what I'm coming to a conclusion is everything the people who did not agree with or dislike greyhound racing told us for the last 20 years about these things a lot of it incorrect it was just utter bs they took one person's action and and turned it around against the whole industry and it's really really a shame that you know this is now truthfully the information is now coming out years later as to the involvement who was really involved uh, those type of things but and the podcast is called Rediscovering Don Bowles, a Murdered Journalist. And that can be um, listened to on iTunes right. and but, you know, Spotify. And w- w- what's that game, uh, Seven Degrees of? Oh, Six Degrees, six of, degrees of Separation. Of, or well, Seven, maybe. I don't know. But for me, my, well, actually, your as well, our personal attorney yes. was originally scare- scheduled to be the trial judge for the first case that came out of the, the Don Bowles murder. 
There's another person that is a friend of mine. He also, he's an attorney now and has argued a few cases before me on the racing commission. He years and years ago worked as the lure operator for the Funk family and Emprise, which is now Delaware North at Phoenix Greyhound Park. Oh, wow. And he's um, started off as a lure operator and now is a uh, prominent attorney here in the Phoenix area. Wow. So pretty, pretty kind of kind of exciting. Yeah. So with that, the, with I that, do you think we should proceed on with our yes, we should lucky uh, co-host and guest TJ? How we doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, it's exciting. It's a Friday. We're it is Friday, <laughs> or at least here in the United States, it is. <laughs> that is true because we do have international listeners, which is also very cool. All right. Uh, well. Uh, TJ, while I have you, before we bring Jim in, and when, when Jim does come on, he can maybe also talk to this a little bit. I just this morning uh, printed this article that was uh, published last night, News 9 in uh, West Virginia or something, and I just had to, I had to laugh because Director Carrie Thiel of Great 2K says, our mission is to reform Greyhound Racing. Please, sir, tell me, how the hell are you guys reforming Greyhound Racing? You've been doing nothing but destroying Greyhound Racing. That is utterly, utterly a stupid comment. And then the other thing I really love, they got a, they've got a list of these organizations that are supporting them. And they have animal protection groups that are supporting them. I do believe in it, and Greyhound Adoption Organizations that are supporting them. And I do believe, Carrie, you have three board members on your board of directors that are members of various adoption programs. They're not part of it, Carrie. What is it? Your own adoption? Your own board members don't support your BS? Jeez. And with that, back to TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Well, I, I suppose I can echo your um, your words, Rory. Um, the last I saw uh, the organization you're speaking of and the individual neither owned nor operated, which means they are not boots on the ground, uh, Greyhound Adoption. Uh, those can be found, uh, as Jim Gartland can, can tell you, on the NGA website. And uh, they speak for themselves because they have oftentimes decades of experience with the newly retiring greyhounds, oftentimes, such as in my situation, have, have been inside the compound because our adoption kennel is inside the compound. So you can believe, as an adoption organization and with welfare the utmost in mind, after going to farms, being inside compounds, and seeing every phase of a greyhound's life from birth through the retiring process and then then homing process, we're the ones that see firsthand every part of that. And I'm a little curious as to exactly what uh, Mr. Thiel's involvement in that has ever been um, and how he would know anything firsthand about things like that. I would love to see him do it, you know, turning the dogs out to play and, and, and... taking care of them and their needs starting at 5 to 6 a.m. and oftentimes not leaving until way, way after dark, right. uh, sometimes 10, 11 o'clock at night. So I would like to see see his experience in that. <laughs> there, um, is, there is none. That, that would probably be a very good uh, educational 
piece of information for the listeners. Right. And and now don't chuckle because, again, here's a guy that him and his wife have been living off of handouts. They rely on people giving them donate, donations. And, yeah, I know he's probably opening up his Oxford Dictionary right now trying to find out the, the definition of handout. But, yeah, dude, you've been living off of a handout freeloading for years. Don't stop your whining about subsidy. And we have invited you to this show to come on here and debate Mr. Parker. I challenge you once again, come on this show. We'll have John debate you. You can talk about subsidies. We're going to talk about your handouts. You brave enough, man, to come on this show? Man up. Are you scared? With that. And I will also add to that that I am still, the offer still stands for me to take a polygraph test on anything that I have ever said about my personal experiences um, within over two decades of hands-on Greyhound adoption. So that's still out there as well. All righty. And I just want to remind our Facebook Live watchers and listeners that if you have a question, we will do our best to ask Jim Gartland, our guest today. Uh, if you type it through, hopefully we'll see it and pay attention. Uh, we do have a, a one or two questions for Jim that we received Um on uh, emails. So, without further bo- blondie babbling, yeah, shut up. Okay. <laughs> well, then fine. You introduce Jim. Go ahead. Well, I've known Jim longer than probably a lot of people in Greyhound adoption right now. Jim and I go way, way back. Um, in fact, I remember when um, Jim took over for Gary. A lot of people were nervous um, that they were they were used to Gary. They didn't know Jim, and I I remember telling a lot of people. Don't worry. I've known Jim. Jim's a good dude. He's a great guy. He loves to sport. He loves the animals. He's always doing right. So with that, Jim Gartland, welcome to Greyhounds Make Great Pets. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. Excellent. Now, Hi, Jim. Hello. Jim, for our listeners, can you kind of tell them a little bit of what is the NGA and what does it stand for and what is its mission? Well, the NGA is the National Registry for All Greyhounds uh, in North America. Um, typically, and for years, it's all it has been. It's just been a registry for those. But in, I think in recent years, we've become more of a kind of the spokesman and, and uh, face of the greyhound industry. And uh, I know Mr. Thiel, uh, a fine gentleman you've talked about earlier, uh, often cites that in his, in his uh, rhetoric about the NGA and its role in the business, but, uh, well, once again, I'm not going to get into what he's, everything he says, because most of it's just a lie, but (laughs) that, uh, um, you know, that's, that's what we are. We, we represent the greyhound industry, the welfare of the greyhounds. We do inspections on greyhound farms, kind of oversee to an extent, uh, not to the extent of, say, a racing commission, but the, the industry itself, and also register all the breedings, whelpings, and individual registration, and, and account for all our membership. Right. And for an educational moment for our listeners, uh, Jim just mentioned Racing Commission. And most of you know I'm a racing commissioner out here in Arizona. And our statues, when we had Greyhound Racing here, in statues it did state that the dog must be registered through the National Greyhound Association. And also I remember Jim mentioned um, the farm um, inspections that NGA did. We also, the Department of Racing, we did inspections, but – so our farms were actually getting inspected oftentimes twice by the uh, Department of Racing, which is now a division of racing, and also the NGA. 
And so tell me anything else that gets gets that much scrutiny, people coming out to your property, your farm, and inspecting you, and you don't know when they're coming. And it, it'll be by two different organizations. But yet you guys... I would like to add one more thing to that. Um, as the Greyhound Pets of American National Welfare Advisor, I also go to the farms. And while I may not have the reports that may may be filled out, I'm not sure what, what type of inspection reports are used, but I see with my own eyes uh, the welfare of the dogs on the farms, the puppies, and I get the plus of playing with all of them as well. <laughs> so you can add me into that one too. <laughs> well, no, and that is true. All Probably everywhere, every track, every uh, most every farm does have adoption people going out there. These are actually people... Again, the industry people, the commissioners, the stewards, the NGA members, um, adoption people. These are actually real people who know, understand, and love the Greyhound. And they're always going to stand up for the Greyhound without an agenda. Correct. Um, but now let's get back to Jim. Yes. Okay. Jim. Um, I'm fired up today. Uh, you are. <laughs> Put that coffee cup down. Um, Jim, tell our listeners a little bit about what your typical day is or month. Or, you know, like, what the heck do you do all day? Golf. <laughs> no. Oh, play a lot of golf. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a requirement um, of the job, right? That, that was the guy before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, uh, typically, it involves old four or 500 emails and 50 phone calls, along with the approving all the names of individual registered greyhounds, publishing the Greyhound Review, our, our uh, industry magazine, and uh, writing stories and columns, checking our Facebook pages and re- doing responses to all our messages and so forth. And then, uh, uh, basically, I also kind of work in the... I don't want to call it the lobbying area, but I do a lot of political things in, in states, particularly here in Kansas and, and other places, trying to uh, keep the ground industry moving forward in a positive direction, which has been very tough to do of late. Well, I just wanted to touch on one thing. For our listeners, the NGA is the only place I have ever called for years where there's an actual human picks it, the phone up, and then when I say, you know, Jim Gartland, please, I'm patched right through, and if Jim's at his desk, he picks it up. There's no screening of, like, oh, my God, I don't want to talk to those people. They answer the call and take the calls. And you guys have always gone that extra mile, whether it's, you know, something serious and important in the Greyhound world or just somebody out there who has a question who would like to know more. Um, you you never say no to anyone who calls the NGA, and well, that's, that's, that's a cool thing. That's pro- part of our function to serve our membership and and uh we try and do the best we can well speaking of membership um i know you guys have some different levels of membership and so maybe for some of our listeners who might be interested uh, can you kind of explain the different levels you have and then maybe how that helps uh, promote not just the breed but the sport and helps us keep things going well, we have obviously our, our full membership is for anybody that wants to join and, and generally is for people that are involved directly in the industry. They're going to either be in, involved in ownership or raising or breeding greyhounds because with the full membership, you get all the privileges of, of the lower cost of fees and, 
and the bells and whistles of our email blasts and, and a subscription to the review and that kind of thing. Associate membership is the next level, which gets you just about the same thing as a full membership, but it costs you a little bit more in fees. And then we go down to our ambassador membership, which is our newest one um, that was just brought on about a year ago. <clears throat> and that's for kind of the casual fan or um, someone who might be involved in, in uh, the adoption world just so they can be part of the industry a little bit more and a little bit more involved without having to go as heavily in if you're not going to be into the ownership part or raising part of Greyhounds. And that's now, Tim, can I ask you a question regarding that? If uh-huh. someone wanted to help out even more as far as in the adoption world and maybe contribute a little bit more financially, um, are they open to, to more than just the ambassador membership? Can they pay more dues um, well, to, to become an associate member or a full member, whether or not they're ever going to be anything other than adoption? Without a doubt, and we encourage that. And, in fact, it's, it's funny you brought that up. I have noticed since we started the ambassador membership program about a year ago, we probably gained about 100 people doing that. And of that, I would say maybe 20% of those have gone on already to join uh, and go higher up, become associate and or full members. Because it's uncanny to me how once people that were, uh, I shouldn't say strictly adoption, but were basically got into this for adoption have now come to the gatherings here in Abilene and other places and been to farms and seen how the pups are raised. And all of a sudden, they've, it's opened their eyes to a whole new world, and they've now become more uh, embedded in the entire industry and see how great it is. And I think they just want to be more involved all around. That's a, that's I think that's wonderful. I highly encourage that. I, I truly do. I, I think I've even um, mentioned that to you on, in, in, or, or tagged you on Facebook along with some other of the, the board. Um, ask me for more money, especially if it'll ever involve free coffee. <laughs> hey, uh, can, um, can you send me more money and coffee? <laughs> yeah. Money for coffee? Yeah. <laughs> but well, with the supporting the NGA, I'm going to tell a story here. Uh, and Years ago, when we needed to try to build up Greyhound adoption and get more adoption programs going throughout the United States and get to where we were are today, you know, almost every Greyhound that is in the career of racing gets into a home or goes back to the farm for breeding and then eventually to a home for adoption. And I had to go, years ago, I did a presentation. It was at the AGTOA meeting at that time. And um, first one I went to was in um, New Orleans. Uh, after that, they always went back to Vegas. Anyways, the, in, at the meeting I was presenting to was members of the NGA and AGTOA, uh, which was the AGC. And we, as everyone knows, we got there. The dogs are getting adopted. And it was because of the NGA and its support of Greyhound Adoption helping us get to where we are today. So... Thank you, all NGA past and present members, for that support and that help. And if you can, help out the NGA today because they will be there some point in time again to help us out. Excellent. And by the way, and I would like to add one portion to that as well, uh, just to, to point out a little bit of the um, deceit and uh, speaking out of both sides of your mouth that comes from the um, one seeking to decimate the greyhounds uh, here in the United States. No, no, no. What they will do is, is if, if, you, if, if the NGA is involved and wants to help, 
and go through the adoption process, uh, you know, in, in, in some sort of way by, by offering assistance. Um, the adoption groups are thrown under the bus uh, and, and being accused of being married to the industry. Um, but yet, in the same token, if the, if the NGA were, or, or the AGC, as Rory had mentioned earlier, offered, you know, nothing, then they were the ones slammed saying that they offered nothing. So it can't be both ways. You can't have it both ways on that. And that's something I think the listeners should also kind of understand. There is no um, happy medium for them. They don't like anything that's done. Yeah. That's basically where it stands. And, that, and that's something I've been picking up from the uh, Don Bowl story that, you know, again, here in Arizona, we, we were immediately told for years by the uh, Greyhound Network News that the industry was a mob tie. They killed this reporter. And now we're starting to find out more facts. And it's like, okay, one person that was a Greyhound owner breeder is the person who was responsible for the bomb. That does not make the industry as a whole mobsters and killers. Quit talking out both sides of your mouth, folks. Quit messing with the story. Tell the truth. And Kathy? Yeah. Oh, well, well that, that, that would be the same as uh, saying that one educator, me being, again, um, from the field of education for many years, um, that's like calling one bad teacher the representative for every teacher out there. And that is so far from the truth. It's, it's obviously an anomaly whenever you have an educator that does something untoward or is a bad educator, um, you know, as far as the, the treatment of the, the children, exactly. uh, right on down to, to how you educate them. And that can be said for many, many different professions. You don't call an, an entire profession under the bus because you've got one bad one, one bad doctor, one bad vet, one bad accountant, one bad banker. Right. Um, I mean, it's just like that my needs to be put in perspective. Again, there's that word perspective that they don't seem to know, right? Um, uh, as they condemn people. I, you know, I know several people who are anti-racing or don't support racing. I don't call all of them liars because just because their leader Carrie Thiel is a liar. Uh, but if I, you know, maybe I should do like they do and call them all liars. Well, no, I I don't think so because I think there are a lot of people whether it is. My opinion, your opinion, they have a right to their opinion. Maybe they feel that, you know, their, uh, their animal focus, you know, yeah. that that's not a good thing. But on the flip side, they do understand, and I have many people that I've encountered over the years that do understand that, okay, I may not like X, but I know that there are people who do the right thing, and those are the people that you know, in my opinion, need to come forward more and need to talk more about the good in in all things Greyhound, be it racing, be it adoption, be it illness. Uh, we have to be honest and upfront and, and giving. And we also have to understand that opinions are not facts. Ex um, yes, ma'am. You know... <laughs> But they could be a mm -hmm. meme. <laughs> that, that's just the case. Um, but but to get back to Jim, did uh, Rory were did you have other questions that that you would like to 
to ask him well, because we, I'm pretty excited that he's on the show today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, no, I, we do have a couple of questions, but I do also want to kind of remind people that if you do come out to the Heart of America event in Kansas in, I think it's in June, Yes. The Jim and the staff there, they do give a great tour of the NGA, so that... If you're not signed up for it, maybe you should because you'll actually get to come out, tour the NGA, and, and you'll actually get to talk to Jim. Jim doesn't go hiding. He talks to you. Is that right, Jim? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so many that I forget who some are sometimes when I see him at the next time. He's so. <laughs> well, no, always around, and so, are, so is everyone else for these spring and fall meets as well, yeah. and that's an experience I would strongly encourage everyone to to, to take in. It, it's a it's a wonderful time and uh, an experience that everyone should really right. decide to to explore. Well, and what's also great is the whole town of Abilene, be it for the spring or fall meet or for They're the welcoming. adoption event in June. Yeah, they just, I mean, it is just like the coolest thing that the, the whole town just says, come on in all you crazy people who are fascinated with greyhounds in one way or another. And it's just really a welcoming atmosphere of the whole entire town. Right. Well, I know I've we've never got, had a bad experience there. I love it. Right. We've got three minutes till we'll be coming to the break. But I do just want to ask Jim real quickly. Uh, there's a lot of people that have been down the last several weeks. I'm just feeling like it's all over. Any words of encouragement for, the, for our supporters of greyhound racing? Well, you know, it's... It, I'm one of them that was down, too. We all were down for a while. Whenever you get bad news, you're going to get down. Um, and we considered most of what happened in Southland bad news. But, you know, there's it's not over yet. Like I said at the Hall of Fame that night, um, we're not, as the Monty Python Circus said, we're not, we're not dead yet. Um, and there's hopes. There's work being done behind the scenes. There's people working to get other tracks opened up. Um, there's people looking at other options for us to keep racing in other places um, and continuing to keep to keep racing where we are currently having it. So it's it's not over by any means. We're still working hard. We're still going to find a way. And uh, I've I've had a lot of meetings over the last few weeks with people here in Kansas. There's still a lot of interest in getting the tracks back open here. So no, nothing's nothing's done yet. We got we got years to go and and uh, a lot of work to do to get there, but we're still going to make it happen. Well, and being an old Navy guy, uh, my rule was, or what we were taught, is we didn't abandon ship until the captain told us to abandon ship. And I've yet to hear Jim, which is our captain, say abandon ship. So I I, I do think we have hope. We do have a lot going for us. We have a lot of great people in the industry. And I think over you know, over the next and several, an adoption and an adoption, uh, and I think we will get better. Um, especially, I think also when you see some of the attacks that are going on currently with the horse industry, I think more and more people are starting to awaken to the attacks that those of us in whether it's farming, uh, greyhound racing, horse racing, breeding, whatever, we're all together under attack by these same people. And I, when you say the industry, and then I heard TJ chip in and say, and adoption, I don't think that's necessary anymore, TJ. I think adoption is part of the industry. It's included. So when you say industry, that means adoption. That means breeders. That means owners. It means traders. So 
we're all we're all on the same team and one team now. Uh, okay, I feel left out. You I, left I, out regulators. I appreciate very much you saying that. It, 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 I think it'll make the other people who are not as familiar with it un- understand. And, and we do feel very welcomed out in Abilene. Anytime we're there, um, we do feel a part of everything, every aspect of Greyhound's life now. And, and that's been, I think, a huge turning point in... Again, like Rory, I would like to extend my thanks to everyone on the racing side of, of the, the, whole, the whole process of a Greyhound's life because it's truly an eye-opener whenever you take the time to, to visit the farms and, and go to the tracks and the kennels and everything else. And it's a, we, we feel very happy to be now a part of that. And speaking of tracks and kennels, we do need to take the pups out for a turnout, so we'll be right back after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guests show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? (laughs) 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The GPA, that's Greyhound Pets of America. If you would like information on how you can adopt an X-Racing Greyhound, call 800-366-1472. These dogs are fit, healthy, happy, playful pets, good with children, and oh, do they love lots of hugs. Adopt a cool Greyhound today. Call 800-366-1472. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Greyhounds Make Great Pets with Rory, TJ, and Kathy. To find out more about the show and what we do, please send an email to gmgp3 at yahoo.com. That's gmgp3 at yahoo.com. Now, back to Greyhounds Make Great Pets. What the hell? I take safety seriously. We have people's lives, horses' lives at risk, and if, if we're not taking safety seriously, what the hell? And this is What the Hell. Today, it comes from an instructor at the UC Berkeley in California. His name is Jackson Kiernan, I believe. This is what he posted on Facebook. I embrace the bashing of rural Americans. They, as a group, are bad people who have made bad life decisions. Some, I assume, are good people. But this nostalgia for some imagined pastoral way of life is stupid, and we should shame people who aren't pro-city. Well, Jackson, you, sir, are a person of low intelligence. And for our favorite listener who's always got to have his dictionary, that is the definition of, of idiot. Let me tell you, Mr. Jackson, or Kernian or whatever it is, people who work on farms, they know what real work is. They know what real love is. This is from a friend of mine. She had written this a few weeks ago or last week on Facebook. I'm genuinely sorry that you have never been exposed to a lifestyle that teaches you discipline, how to love unconditionally, put something other than yourself first, bust your ass for the things you want and need, kept humble by a 1,200-pound animal, 
the real meaning of hard work, early mornings, and late nights spent caring for something other than you. Those are the things a real job will never give you. So Jackson, yes, you are one of low intelligence, and you are one that needs to get out and get educated. Go out to the rural America and get some real experience. Quit living in your imaginary little world there at UC Berkeley and ruining the lives of many other growing children. You, sir, need to get educated. And that's my what the hell for today. With that, I'll turn it over to TJ, because I think she has a question for Jim. I do, but first I'm going to make a quick comment regarding this uh, <clears throat> educator that you were speaking of. Uh, being an individual that grew up in a rural situation and on a farm, um, I would like to say that uh, you can have both. You can have a great college education and come from what I would refer to and prefer to call more simple roots. You don't have to come from um, an urban area just to be smart. And um, my GPA reflected that in my college years and in postgraduate studies that I took. So you can have a brain and, and be very intelligent and understand what it's like to, to grow up on a farm or in a country area, a more rural area. You don't have to be some sort of uh, just an urban person to have smarts. And, and be very much included and valued in society. Now, with that said, you can tell that touched a raw spot with me. <laughs> um, with that said, Jim, uh, when we left off, we were talking about some of the things that um, can be done and what's being done. And I know that there are a lot of people um, that have started out, actually, with adopting their greyhound and then becoming fascinated with the racing aspect of it. As a matter of fact, I would say that the vast majority, um, to use Mr. Thiel's own words, have come to the, the, as he said, defense, and actually we're just speaking the truth about what we've seen with our own eyes, um, of, of the industry portion of it. What can people that perhaps don't own racing greyhounds or uh, are, are just fans of it and want to support it, what can we do uh, as far as infusing maybe some ideas or how can we help uh, make some of these things that you were speaking of happen? Who would we contact and how would we go about expressing those types of ideas? <clears throat> well, everybody's input is always welcome and, and I guess most of it would probably come to me. Uh, you can always call or email or Facebook message me, whatever you need to do. Um, as far as helping goes, what normally happens is, and anybody that's worked in the political circles understands, everything's kind of backdoor to begin with until you get what you think is the plan or the solution in place, and that's when you get everybody on board. So right now we're kind of in those stages of seeing where we are, what the plan is going to be, who's going to be involved, and how it's going to be implemented. Once those things happen, that's when we'll reach out to our membership and everybody in the industry, whether it's, and usually it's for money, uh, but also input, ideas, um, letter writing, those kind of things. And, and when the time comes for that, we'll certainly reach out to the entire industry for that. We've seen that in the past, and I know in Florida we did 
all we could, uh, and everybody did their part um, in a in a game that was stacked against us from the get go. But <clears throat> those those times will come. In the meantime, if you have ideas or suggestions or want to get involved more deeply, please feel free to contact our offices here at the NGA. Um, like I said, I open the email every day to four or five hundred, probably. 300 of which are junk and stuff I don't want to see, but um, the rest of them I try and answer and get back to everybody as quickly as I can, and, and we appreciate any kind of input we can get. Well, not just, uh, you just reminded me of something, not even just input, but uh, we all know politics is getting more expensive, and you know, the ads to run ads or to do campaigning is just, it's getting outrageous at how much money it's costing. And 2020, we all know, is going to be a presidential election. So I would encourage our listeners, um, send money to the NGA. Help them out because we're going to, it's going to need a lot of money to do the various things. Lobbyists are not cheap. Commercials are not cheap. And it's just getting more expensive. So if you can help out, it, I know it would be greatly appreciated. Definitely, because in this day and age. Join. 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 Join the membership. <laughs> and get free coffee from TJ. Yeah. No, wait, that was wrong, right? <laughs> um, but I want, I want to butt in here. We do have a question from one of our listeners, Steve, and it is for Jim because, well, Rory, you need to shut up. Uh, he, uh, Jim, uh, Steve would like to know, how does the NGA vet and approve Greyhound adoption placement agencies. Well, because on the NGA, NGA website, uh, we know there is a list of approved adoption organizations, and he'd like to know how that happens. Well, there's an application process, and with the applications are received, and then they're reviewed by our adoption committee, which is, I think there's five members on that committee. They review each application and make a recommendation to the board of directors for approval, non-approval, um, or you know whatever the case may be, and then it goes to our full board, and those uh, groups are approved. Now, I can tell you that it's pretty, it's transparent. Um, we're honest about it. We get input from more than just our committee. At times, we'll reach out if we don't know enough about a group or don't think we have enough information. We'll do some more investigating. Generally. We like to have groups that are supportive, or neutral at least, if not supportive, of the racing industry, and and then have um, follow kind of the guidelines, the general guidelines we like to see for a program, have the wherewithal and the means to operate a program properly, and uh, and are committed to doing so. Um, not all the groups get approved, unfortunately. We have some groups that that we felt were either. Uh, had anti-racing voices or were against the best, were, were not in favor of the best interest of the racing industry, and those do, groups just don't get approved onto our list. It doesn't mean they aren't doing good work. It doesn't mean they haven't tried hard. It just means that in our committee, in our board's eyes, they didn't, quote-unquote, cut the mustard to make, make the list. At this time, I can also say that we've suspended all uh, applications for the time being. We're at over 100 groups now. And it started to get to be a little um, nitpicky as to who was getting in and out and how many groups were applying and groups that had just started a membership and never had adopted a dog before were applying for approval, and that's a little tough to do. So we've kind of put a hold on, on any new applications for the time being. We'll keep the applications on file, but we're not taking any action for the, for the foreseeable future on any new groups. Well, thank you. That's thank you for saying that and, and, and giving that information. Um, 
and I would like to add, as far as my perception of this, is that in order to be to be a, a recommended group, you have to speak the truth. Um, that's very important, and I know it's something that our GPA chapters, we work very hard to keep them educated and up to speed and have them come out to to the Greyhound Gathering in Abilene to see things for themselves. Uh, and we've we've had many do that, especially last this past June. It was wonderful. So I would think that that with what you're saying, a part a big part of it is being able to speak the truth about the breed and about every aspect of its life. And you can only do that whenever you've seen it and experienced it with your own eyes. Well, and you just said a word there, truth. Uh, I, you know, I started a long time ago, and I can say everyone that I worked with, whether it was Gary, Jim, uh, the old uh, Dan Luciano, Ed Bronger, um, many other other people, no one ever lied to me. Not a one of them. They were always open and truthful with me. And GPA, that was one of our founding principles, is telling the truth about the Greyhound. But yet, the media went and listened to these other people who don't even have a foundation of truth. They just had a hatred. But for me personally, never did any of these gentlemen and women, uh, because I know Kathy Collins was involved a long time ago and many others, Vera, never had that any one of them ever lied to me. Well, I think a big part of that is you and TJ and, and many others from the adoption realm came in and wanted to learn, wanted to be open, and were as equally honest when talking to the industry way, way, way back when. And that is how things can work. Mm -hmm. If there is honesty on both sides, if there is an open mind on both sides. Yeah, I mean, they opened their farms to us. The, you know, yeah. TJ, you spent a lot of time on the backside there at the track you were at. Was anyone ever trying to hide from you? Never, ever. I learned so much about greyhounds from these individuals uh, and still am learning. And I think that's an important thing is uh, I do have a thirst for learning about the breed. And it comes from a true passion for the breed. Um, and, and I never want to do the breed itself a disservice by ever losing that thirst of, of knowledge about them. And I, I do think that's where the anti-racing faction or sector fails the breed tremendously. If you truly love something and have a passion for it, you want to know more about it. You want to know everything you can about it. And that's, that was my driving force. And I was always given honest answers. I have been in the kennels, every single kennel that was there um, at the, the adoption kennel that I was at that was inside the compound. So I've seen firsthand everything uh, that, that went on. And trust me, if I had seen anything untoward, I would have been shouting it from the highest mountaintop. <laughs> um, and, and most people on both sides very much feel that. I don't know anybody on, on um, the industry aspect of it, the adoption aspect of it, or transport aspect of it, any part of it that doesn't truly want the best things, and if they see something going wrong, they will say it, and, and quite loudly, to, to who needs to hear it. Right. right. Well, and there's another um, myth, if you will. There's so much all that, as far as I've known through adoption, that 
oh, you know, there is abuse. There is this. There is that. Okay, there's good and bad and everything. Let's put that on the table. However, I don't care what we're talking about, whether we're talking about animals, humans, whatever. If you see something that would be considered abuse, a detriment, injury to an animal, to a human, please get off of Facebook Contact the authorities. Do not just go, oh my gosh, I saw this 10 years ago. I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying you didn't. What I want to know is, did you do something about it? And that, again, no matter what your cause is, what your belief is, how you feel. I'm telling you right now, if I saw anything bad, anything questionable, I would get on the phone with the proper authorities. And with that, the NGA has always been one that has done right. Um, when uh, Juarez was going down and we needed to get those dogs out of there, the various anti-racing groups, they did a lot of yapping on the Internet. They didn't lift a finger to help. You want to know who helped us? The NGA. And then they even took it a step further after we got all the dogs out of Juarez they put out their, uh, that statement that no more dogs were to, you know, nobody was to send dogs there. I know as a regulator, they are, they are an organization that if there's been bad apples, they've, got, they've removed them. Tell me, how many bad apples has Grey 2K removed from their organization? The only people they remove are people who don't agree with them, but they keep their bad apples in their organization. Well, and that, that brought up something, um, you know, as far as the inspections and, and this and that. I mean, Jim, I... I know there was a, a huge discussion recently about NGA racing greyhounds going to China. Where I'm headed with this is, is once the NGA was aware of the problem and had the proper documentation and was presented evidence, they took a step. And you can't make a step and you can't make change for the better unless you have the proper information. Correct. That is correct. And you, you just said something that I do want to ask Jim. There's a, a lot of people that believe uh, Caliente, the track down in um, Tijuana, Mexico, is controlled by, by us. Can you kind of help us understand just really what type of jurisdiction we do or do not have on um, uh, Caliente? We have none, to tell you the truth. I mean... Registered NGA Greyhounds race there, obviously, and we try and keep tabs on, we do keep tabs on those and the people that own those Greyhounds that are, that are our members, but we have no say over the operation or, or uh, control of the track whatsoever. I can say that the general manager and the director of racing of Caliente came to Abilene two years ago and spent several days here, and we had long discussions about Greyhound welfare and and uh, and the and and the American Greyhounds racing down there, and I think it went very well. And I think they are making the proper efforts. Track safety was a long discussion with them, so I'm hopefully going to be uh, able to visit Caliente here in a month, about a month and a half, and uh, and see if some of the things we talked about are are, are indeed taking place. Right, and they they have always. Um worked i think with us uh, you know a lot of dogs from there come over to the states for adoption but i just wanted to make sure our listeners understood that we in the united states have zero control over them uh you know even here in the arizona in the state of arizona the only authority i kind of really have is 
their signal that is coming into our OTBs. Um, we just had to make sure that they had the proper regulation in Mexico with what they're doing there, uh, making sure they were doing drug testing. That is really the only control we would have is to cut their signal off if they were not up to par. Um, again, so far, listeners there. Kathy, you look like you were ready to burst out with something. Uh, uh, not, well, certainly not song. Um, we've got about a little over three minutes. Um, Jim, is there anything you have that you feel um, you'd like to share with our listeners or we need to know or you just want to babble on about? We're good. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I've always thought, I guess just personal things here, two things actually. The first one is when you talked about Mr. Uh, What's-His-Face from Grade 2K earlier. <laughs> Um, just to show you the kind of person he is, I was at a conference a couple years ago that he was speaking at, and I was on the same panel. And the first line of his speech was, my name is whatever it is, and my, my organization's job is to uh, eliminate greyhound racing across the world. Anyway, that was his first line. I got up and gave my speech, debunked a little bit of what he said and all that. Well, after the conference, uh, our portion of it was over, um, he was out in the hallway, and he came up to me and introduced himself and said, I think you and I need to talk because we have some common ground we could talk about. <laughs> and I said, you just stood up there in front of everybody and said you wanted to put my closest 3,000 friends out of business and ruin the Greyhound racing breed. What possibly could we have in common to talk about? And that was the end of our discussion. Um, so that's that's how I my dealings with that gentleman. Um, lastly... I, unfortunately, sometimes I got kind of got into the greyhound business because of the greyhounds themselves, and, and I find it much better to sit around and talk to a bunch of greyhounds than I do a bunch of people. But, unfortunately, we do have to deal with people, and, and uh, there's good and bad in everything. There's good and bad regulators. There's good and bad kennel operators. There's good and bad politicians. So, um, unfortunately, they can't all be good like dogs and... and uh, <laughs> So that's what we got to deal with, and and uh, and there's going to be problems when people are involved. Okay, we're down to a minute. Well, Jim, I want to thank you for joining us, and I just, again, want to thank all the NGA membership for always being so there for all of those of us in adoption, training us, helping us with our dogs. You guys, every one of you has been wonderful that I've come across. I know TJ can say the same. And, again, you know, don't give up. Keep Keep fighting. The dogs, the people are really worth it, and I applaud your efforts. And, again, if anything comes along where there's some special help needed or whatever, uh, give us a shout-out, and we'll make sure we get our listeners up to date on that. And with that, I want to say... A big thank you to Tacey, our engineer. I mean, she is our producer. I'm screwing that up. And our awesome, awesome engineer, Mr. Aaron. Thank you again. And thanks to our guest, Jim Gartland, Executive Director of the National Greyhound Association. And to our two ladies, Kathy, TJ, thank you for, as always, joining. Well, Rory, and thank you for just having a big mouth. Yeah. With that, I want to thank all our listeners. Yeah. Thank you to all our worldwide listeners. Hug them, hounds. Arr! Thank you. For-
for listening this week to Greyhounds Make Great Pets. Please join your hosts, Rory Goray, TJ Beater, and Kathy Goray for another edition of our program next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a wonderful week.